Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining Cybersecurity Career Talks. I am Nilofar Tamboli, your host, your coach, your teacher on this journey with you, exploring different roles in cybersecurity until you find your dream job. I have with me today, Kathleen Smith. She is the Chief Marketing Officer of clearjobs.net. And this year she is one of the team leads for DEFCON Career Village. She is an authority on niche marketing and has helped uh, the American Red Cross as well as Wildlife, World Wildlife uh, Fund. And uh, she is a sort of speaker, sort after speaker, and uh, she's a career track advisor for various conferences around the country. Uh, thank you, Kath Kathleen, for joining us today. And there is a disclaimer that I would like to share before we go any further. The views expressed in this presentation and during this uh, and, uh, and, and, and during this discussion are the personal opinions of the participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of their respective employers. This discussion is a volunteer-led effort to contribute to the profession and pay forward the many kindnesses and instances of support and guidance that the participants have received during the course of their career. Kathleen, thank you so much. This is a definitely an honor. Thank you for making time in your schedule for me to present. It is also really great for me to have an opportunity to give back because I have had so many people help me in my career. Many people have questions about security clearances, what security clearances mean, and how do you get a security clearance and what kind of jobs require security clearances. There's a lot of discussion around this. What I'm going to present today are what the United States government guidelines are on security clearances. This does not pertain to any other country. Uh, each country does have their own guidelines for security clearances and their own processes and what kind of clearances are needed for jobs. So we're just gonna cover those in the United States. So first and foremost, what is a security clearance? A lot of people have a general idea of what it is. They see this being discussed sometimes in a movie or a film or some kind of show. They hear the term, oh, they have this, they have that. But the definition of a security clearance is a status that is granted by agencies of the United States government that determines a, a person's ability to access classified information. So what's interesting is that a lot of people think that everyone, only certain kinds of job classifications require a security clearance. And actually that's not necessarily the case. A person who needs a security clearance is someone who works in a job where they have to have access to classified information. There are two different classes of people who can have a security clearance. Those are people who are either direct employees of the government or they are someone who works for a government contractor on a government contract. What's interesting is that a lot of people think that only cybersecurity or only tech or only uh, specific programs require security clearance. In actuality, everyone who works in the federal government at some level needs to have a security clearance. And this goes from people who are in technical jobs all the way down to administration, 
custodial, finance, accountants, even chefs who work in the various different government agencies' kitchens, they all have access to other people and information that is classified. So there are many different kinds of jobs that require security clearance. So there is also a lot of discussion that happens about what is the value of a security clearance. And you will see it posted in several discussions that if you have a security clearance, you get to have X amount of dollars additional in your salary. There is not that exact case because there are specific light labor categories for the salaries and pay for government employees and for government contractors. So many people are in high demand for a security clearance in different professions, different occupations. It is a priority for the United States government and its contractors to have a security clearance and there is definite a need for people at various different levels. Now, what's interesting is that you will see several reports that will say how many people have a security clearance. There's actually a published number and then there is a number of people in addition to that that have a clearance. There is no real defined public number of people who have a security clearance. So what are the various different levels of security clearance? There are confidential, secret, top secret, and then in addition to top secret, there is SCI, which is single compartmentalized information and polygraphs, which are definitely taking you at various different levels higher up in the security clearance spectrum, but they are all considered the uh, add-ons to a top secret clearance. So what is the difference between these various different levels? So a confidential means that you're uh, exposed to information that if improperly disclosed by you, that could reasonably be expected to cause some measurable damage to our national security. Going the next level up to secret, the unauthorized disclosure of secret information or material which reasonably could be expected to cause some serious damage to national security. And finally, top secret is applied to information or material that the unauthorized disclosure of which reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage to national security. So those are the various different levels of the security clearances and the differences between each. I get this question a lot and I get this question uh, bombarded to me by email, by uh, LinkedIn, by Twitter, by Facebook, by everything. Can I apply for, can I as an individual apply for a security clearance? And the, the answer to that is no. You cannot get a security clearance on your own. There is no procedure for an individual to apply for the investigation, the background investigation needed for a security clearance. So there are two ways where you can get a security clearance. The first is by joining the, the US military. Each um, military personnel starts out with a secret clearance and only gets upgraded to top secret depending on the kind of work they do and the access to information they have. Then the other way is to be hired by a government agency or a government contractor who is holding government contracts and they can clear you to work on that specific contract. Now, this is unfortunately not as easy as it sounds. 
So the basic requirement for a security clearance is that you must be a US citizen. Your employer must agree to get the security clearance for you. They, may, they must start the process because they have employed you to be in a position that has access to classified information. Some of the major components of the background information to get the clearance includes detailing every aspect of your life, sometimes 10 years, even farther back. This is where you've lived, where you worked, what kind of schools you went to, did you ever have any kind of debt, were you in any kind of traffic infractions. There are many different things that are investigated in your background investigation. Drug use, financial issues, you know, being deep in debt, alcohol abuse, and having extensive foreign travel are all things that will complicate your security clearance investigation. So who gets to go through, who gets through the process? Primarily the easiest way to get through the security clearance process is going through a government agency because they are the ones that uh, do hold on to the government clearance process. If you are being employed by a government contractor, the government contractor will first wanna make sure that you have specifics, high, uh, high skills, high demand skills that uh, the employer needs to fulfill their obligations on a government contract. And if you have skills that are in high demand that they need and they can start you on the process, they will approach you about being cleared and then you have to wait for the process to be cleared, but this is a very rare case. Do you need to have a clearance to apply for a cleared job? Most positions with contractors require that you already hold the security clearance and the security clearance process, the background investigation can sometimes take over a year, primarily more like 18 months. And it is a very expensive process for the employer to go through. So you would need to have some high demand skills for them to be able to go through that process. Until a person is offered a position, the government will not request or pay for the investigation for a security clearance. And if you are hired by a government contractor, you have to perform that first day. It used to be 10, 15 years ago that a government contractor could hire you and then you could do uncleared work for a certain amount of time while waiting for your security clearance process to go through. That is no longer the case because it is a very expensive option. A lot of people ask about, you know, what kind of certifications are needed when you do security cleared work. And it really depends on the type of job that you're applying for. As I said earlier, there are so many different categories of jobs in the security cleared community finance, accounting, program management, regulatory, intel analyst, and a lot of IT and cybersecurity jobs. So the certifications are really important for specific cleared work because each one of the contracts, when they are awarded to the government contractors, it specifically says for each one of the positions, the certifications that those individuals who will be doing that work must have. These are not things that they can get while doing on the job. 
These are certifications that the person has to have as, before they start doing the work. Realize that in the Department of Defense, there are specific uh, categories of jobs that you will, excuse me, categories of cer certifications that you will need to hold to be able to do cybersecurity or IT work within the DOD. There is a very specific list of all of these certifications under the DOD 8570. So all you have to do is search for DOD 8570 and it will list all of the certifications that you need to do DOD work. Some of the certifications include Network Plus, uh, CE and CCNA. There are other uh, certifications that are considered within cybersecurity work in this cleared community. Some are GIAC and also the Certified Ethical Hacker are some great first certifications to get. There are also, um, the, one of the things is the CEH is definitely part of the 8570. CAMPTIA is also something that is very geared toward a mid-level experience in cybersecurity and also is the CSA+. The EC Council Certified Network Defender certification has really been rising in popularity as far as a certification that is needed by various different government contracts. And what's interesting is that as cybersecurity and IT has become more and more important within the government agencies, many are now requ uh, requiring CISSPs and CISMs and a few of the other uh, overall InfoSec and IA certifications. There are also more certifications that are required. So what's interesting is a lot of people don't understand that these are not something that are a maybe have. These are definitely certifications that are a must have because as I said earlier, when a government contract is awarded to a government contractor, it has in that government contract, the various different positions the staff are to hold that are working on that government contract. And for each particular position, there is a minimum requirement. There's a minimum requirement of a bachelor's degree and basic uh, certifications. And as I list here, there are a variety of other different certifications, but this is not one catch-all. These are the various different certifications that we have seen across the government contracting positions that people have been trying to fill. What's interesting is that when I talk to a lot of people, whoops, sorry. When I talk to a lot of people, they are interested in getting a security clearance and then they don't realize that you do have to continue to be security cleared to continue doing your work and also realize that there is continuing monitoring or continuing evaluation for your security clearance process. And a lot of people are um, sort of taken aback by this, that there is a constant monitoring. There are uh, periodic reinvestigations every five to 15 years, depending on your level of clearance. But what's uh, interesting in the last six to seven years, due to the fact of the backlog of 
reinvestigations and background investigations is that there is now the continuing monitoring. So not only do you have to go through the reinvestigations, you are also constantly being monitored by the government to see if you um, are running up too much debt, if you're doing too much foreign travel, if there are other things that are happening in your life that may make you susceptible to coercion. There are two different classifications in your security clearance. An active means that you are currently employed in a position where your security clearance is being used. Current means is that you had a security clearance, but it is, uh, you are not, it is, excuse me, it has been two years, within two years of you working on security cleared work. A lot of people have said, I had a security clearance 10 years ago. All they have to do is reinitiate it. Actually, no. If you are outside of the two-year window, the employer will have to go immediately back to the reinvestigation and start all over again. So if you have cleared a security clearance and you're considering not moving forward with security cleared work, that's fine. But if you want to continue maintaining your security clearance, you really need to keep working in a cleared environment. There are also some things that um, people don't understand as far as security cleared work that the education is really important. You may have all of the certifications that we listed earlier, but what's interesting is that there is no way around a bachelor's degree for any kind of security cleared work within the government or the government agencies. They are then gonna ask for specific experience within that category of work you're doing, be it Intel, be it signals, be it any kind of tech work. The other things to consider in your overall job search, if it's cleared or non-cleared, is realize that there are also soft skills that are very important. Written communication, oral communication, and being able to collaborate and work with others. Some of the things that people forget to do when they are doing overall um, job search is networking. Realizing that networking is going to be one of your most important ways to find your next job. When we did research studies of employers who are looking for candidates, the number one way they find their candidates is through referrals, through the employee referral programs. And one little tidbit on social media, realize that social media does not go away. So employers are more and more looking at social media to determine uh, people that they're going to interview. So if you don't want your future employer to see what you are saying, you might want to not make certain comments on social media. And what's interesting when we refer to security clearances, there will be people who will tell you to put your security clearance on your LinkedIn profile or somewhere on your social media. There are employers, three out of five employers that we interviewed would not hire someone if they put their security clearance on their social media. And it could be a violation of specific contingencies on your security clearance. I hope I've provided enough of an overview on security clearances, what, they, what you need to do for the background investigations and the types of work that you'll be able to get. One of the questions that came through was, should someone consider a security cleared work just out of college? And realize that if you make the decision 
to do security cleared work, it is a life decision. It is not something that you can say one week I'm going to be, you know, working as an artist and the next week I'm going to be working something else. Once you start down the process of getting a security clearance and you start working in the security cleared community, that is now your life decision. Because if you decide you're not interested in that anymore, it is, and you leave security cleared work and do non-cleared work, it's going to take a while for you to come back and get that security clearance. A lot of people want to know why I would want to go through the security clearance process. And that is mainly because you are interested in supporting the mission of the country. It is really a very fulfilling way of doing work to, to fulfill the mission. And if you are that kind of person who really likes supporting a cause, supporting a mission, then you would want to look at security cleared work. This is not the kind of work for everyone. There are people who say, there are other things that are more important in my life, but the people that I know who have security clearances, they are fulfilled by the aspect that they're supporting the overall country. And they are willing to put up with the constant monitoring that happens, the constant checking on what their finances are like, they're fine with the fact that anytime they do any international travel, they have to have that cleared and any of the other limitations that they may have on your life. So again, if you are interested in going into security cleared work, remember you must be a US citizen. You should have a minimum of a bachelor's degree. And before you even start the process, look in your own background. Do you have any outstanding parking tickets? Was What's your credit score like? Are there uh, instances where someone may have filed a complaint against you? These are all things that will come up in a background investigation and they may complicate or hinder you from getting a security clearance. I left a few moments at the end of my presentation to take any questions if we would like to. One question which comes up very often is, Kathleen, that uh, people who came to this country, right, and then uh, become naturalized citizens, like citizens who were not born here, uh, is it possible for them to get a security clearance? As long as you get the US citizenship, you can get a, a security clearance. Okay, so I think that is going to answer a lot of questions uh, which we've seen come up. Uh, there is another question from Yolanda Baker, and she said that she has passed security clearance from FBI. Uh, oh, okay, that is InfraGuard. Yeah, yes. Uh, so, um, is, is there any kind of um, um, so InfraGuard is like a private public partnership? I think Kathleen, you probably know, right? Infra, yes, InfraGuard. I do. Yes. So she's saying that uh, even to join that, uh, she goes through a FBI clearance. And does that help? So that is not a that is a clearance to review and to hear cleared work. It is not a security clearance for you to be able to do the work. So it is just making sure that you're someone that can view the information and discuss it with other cleared in individuals, but it does not give you the clearance to be able to do work because InfraGuard is not an organization that can hold your clearance. They are not an employer. They are not a government agency. Okay. 
and uh, yes because that was that was my point even there was like some kind of a uh, social event organized and um, there is a gun range at uh, and and you know we were all invited and even to go there and participate in that i went through a background check but i think that mm-hmm. was just like a routine background check which is required to go to any us base or any kind of like uh, government facility and stuff so that's that was what i was thinking too yes there there are many different jobs outside of the security clear community that do require some kind of background check so if you work at a bank if you do any kind of um, work within the community that's related to the police work or a, a city government official, you will get a background check, but that is not a security clearance. That is not something that has been granted by the federal government. Sure, sure. Thanks. There is a question from William, and he is asking if somebody's working for a government contractor, should they change their employer on LinkedIn to confidential versus listing the direct department of the government? So this is a great question. Thank you, William, for asking this. This is dependent on your comfort level. Many people who work for a government agency or work for a government contractor will put on their LinkedIn profile confidential or that they work for USG or they work for US government. The best person to ask would be your employer. Uh, specifically in your employer, your facility security officer, ask them for their recommendations because they are the ones that are maintaining and holding your clearance and they can give you the best direction. If you are not comfortable listing your employer, please do list confidential. Sure. And we have uh, Professor Warren Allen from uh, Rutgers University. And his question is, uh, what do you tell college students, young professionals who fear they might have some mistake early on in life? So the one thing that's interesting is that a lot of people think that if they've had a mistake, if they've had a misdemeanor, if they've had um, some bad incident that you know painted them in a ba- uh, bad light, if they do go through a security clearance process, be upfront and honest about it. Address it upfront. Uh, what's interesting is they, the investigators are really looking to see if you are going to try to hide or lie about the situation. If there is something that you need to share with them, share it with them upfront. Sure, as like upfront in the sense, like in that part of that document that you have the 50 pages or some during that time or even early on? I would definitely, if there, is a, if there is a question that pertains to that incident on the investigation form, be very clear and upfront as to what the incident was and what you did to rectify the situation. Because a lot of people um, has, have had various different financial challenges over the years. They may have gone into debt being able to address that, being able to put themselves on some kind of payment plan, being able to see that you are responsible to addressing the situation and taking action to rectify it is something that would go in your favor rather than lying about it or thinking that it's not gonna come up because it will come up. Sure, thank you so much. Um, Melvin here wants to know if, uh, if you know the approximate cost uh, to the applicant, is, is there like if they go through a 
security clearance do they have to pay or their employer pays but uh, do you have any uh, knowledge about how much it is so it is not the applicant who pays for the cost it is the employer who pays the cost for the investigation and the reason why um, you know it, different different agencies require different extensive backgrounds uh, background checks on the clearance so there's not one monetary figure that says this is what it costs for a security clearance process. This is why, um, you know, to my earlier point, there is no one individual process. You have to have an employer who starts the process for you, who says that you are uh, in high demand and required to work on a specific uh, contract. That is when they would go through the process to get you a security clearance. Most employers will want you to have the security clearance before you start doing the work. Sure, thank you. And as I had promised to Kathleen, uh, she has to leave now because she's got to record stuff for uh, the DEF CON uh, project, uh, Career Village stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Kathleen. Really appreciate it. And uh, um, next week, if you have like that side project you were thinking about, you know, uh, growing that side project into a full-fledged business or a cybersecurity startup. We have two people, uh, Dhawal Shah and uh, Nehal Mehta. They have uh, Rainbow. They have a company called Rainbow Password. Check them out, and they are going to talk to us and provide us their input on how to get started. So thank you, Kathleen. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, to everybody who's been live today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Be well, everyone, and be safe.